0: Welcome to a special Nightmares Film Festival 2018 edition of the Film Coterie Podcast. How are you, Adam? Spoiler alert. We both survived. Yep. I'm Roger, and this is my cohort, Adam, and we have survived four days of better horror. Of better horror.
1: So this is the third year of the festival. Nightmares Film Festival is in Columbus, Ohio. And I got to say, this was probably the best one yet. It was my favorite so far. And this was Roger's first (laughs) and favorite. So this was Roger's first experience with nightmares. Um, I had an unusual experience this year that my first two years I was there as a fan. And then this year I was there in a little bit of a different capacity because I was invited to serve this year as a features judge.
0: Which is awesome which is amazing well des-
1: had, well deserved, I would say. I had such a great time helping out earlier, and then during the fest I volunteered, got to do some intros, do some q and a's so it was a different fest for me, being a little bit not completely on the inside, but you know more on the inside track of what was going on, and it it was fun. The community's so good. so when you hear about nightmares, usually the first thing people will talk about is the community that comes out, the filmmakers, the fans, the writers, actors, everyone that's there. It's just such an amazing group of people. Usually for four days, and it's just a love fest. Um, this year they had about a hundred filmmakers there.
0: It was crazy. Now, yeah. now you were part of the the um, judging and the groups there, so you can't. We're not really going. You're not going to review any. No, of No, I'm not going to review any of the films. No, I wasn't.
1: Yes, Roger so, will let it fly. So I can let it fly.
0: Yes, I can review the shit out of these films, man. <laughs> you can. If you choose, you can. <laughs> no, I'm not going to either. We are going to, though. Uh, we are going to just mention what we liked and some of the things that were highlights. And And let's start off, like you said, with the community. Um, really nice people. Very well-adjusted, nice people, you
1: know? I think Roger's always surprised when I talk about how great <laughs> the horror fans are. And they're just among the nicest people. That's what they always said about Wes Craven, is he's such a nice man. Yeah, and yet he makes these horrific things. Yeah, I can't explain it, but that's been my experience.
0: I will say that I made about five or six actual friends out of that festival. People that now are staying in contact with me on Facebook and that I will now see around town. You know, so and it's just so easy to
1: talk to people there. Everyone's there for the same thing. You meet, you kind of make table buddies because they're you know in the VIP area, you're upstairs at these tables. People come hang out. They ask what you saw. You ask what they saw. You debate horror tropes. You, you know, it's just good conversation. You make friends over these four days. Yeah. And what's really cool to see, at least in my opinion, is the filmmakers meet each other because there are a lot of fresh faces there this year. When they asked how many people are here for the first time. Half the room. Half the room. Two-thirds of the room raised their hand. Yeah. And it's been all positive experiences for them, but they're meeting writers. They're meeting directors. There's going to be new projects that are born out of nightmares. It happens every year.
0: And I, you got to give it to Jason Tostevin and, and Chris and Chris. Hang- Hamill, yeah, Hamel, yeah, that put this on for only their third year, and they're now getting national attraction, you know? Yeah, Movie Maker Magazine named it
1: as one of the 30 best genre fests in the country, um, consistently among the top film festivals on Film Freeway, which is the main submission platform. Yeah. And that that's gauged by the filmmakers that submit and attend. I mean, they review it. So that's a really good measure of how good a film festival is that the, the people that are attending are rating it that high.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's just fun. Now, I will say, not being horror as my main genre, Four Days was a little bit wearing toward the end. You know, I I was kind of, I wasn't, it was weird. You, you would think that I would be emotionally spent from having to white-knuckle a lot of those, but I have to say most of the stuff that I watched, there was nothing that was white-knuckling at all. I mean, that was really terrifying to me, you know, um. As a matter of fact, not really anything was super scary. Now, I didn't stay for the midnight crazy stuff and some of the overnight stuff. Um but but I enjoyed the films, but I was kind of like by Sunday I was just I was it's a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies, you know. Yeah. Um and, you know, um but I overall I had a better time than I thought I would have to be just to be honest with you, you know. Um people were really nice. I I it, you know, Next year, um, I think I, I know how to do it a little bit better. I might take a little bit of work. I might actually write a little bit, pace myself a little bit better. Yeah. Pick and choose, not feel as obligated to have to be there, sun sunrise to sundown, you know, those kind of things. And just kind of really, I'll know how to do the festival a little bit better, I think, next year. But uh for as an attender, which is true with every festival. You go and you kinda of get the lay of the land and then you kinda of feel out how you'd like to do it. But I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And if you were at the fest and you're wondering who we are, <laughs> we're
1: the guys that handed out the midnight bags. The late yes, night bags. The, the sick late bags. night bags. Uh we have to make more of those next year. We did fifty last year, we did seventy five this year and they still went too fast. We just don't know how many people will be sticking around for all the late late. I think stuff, we're
0: gunning so for a hundred next
1: year. It'll be a hundred next year and we'll we'll We may have to increase it after that. I don't know.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, so we were the guys handing out those bags. Yep, absolutely. So, anyway, um, I thought we might go ahead and just jump right into uh, our thoughts on the festival. Why don't we talk about some of the features that we liked, some of the highlights for us? And I'm sure we have different selections that we'll draw upon. Um, And then we'll take a a break now, do the features, and then let's take another break, and we'll talk about the the shorts that they had and kind of wrap this thing up. Yeah. All right, you're listening to the Film Coterie Nightmares Film Festival Edition. We'll be right back after the music.
1: All right, we're back and we're going to talk about the features of Nightmares. Before I jump into this, Something I'd like to talk about just a little bit that I got to experience this year as one of the new judges is just how how these films are selected. What is the criteria? And I go to a lot of film festivals, and it was neat for me to be on the inside for once and just see that the Jason and Chris and and Bridget and the whole team. I mean, Better Horror isn't just their slogan #hashtag Better Horror. It's it's their method, right? In picking these oh, films, yeah. we had a conversation about all these films. You know, we're scoring them and writing up remarks. The the scoring metrics for it, does this push boundaries? <clears throat> what does this do for the genre? I mean, this we had a, a really interesting discussion about a lot of these films. And what I like is the schedule is wholly unique. If you were to look at a lot of other horror festivals, you'll see just this block of films, maybe six, eight films that play everywhere. They're not here. They're much more unique selections. I mean, Nightmares really shows off such a broad range of what horror can offer. Right. There's literally something for everyone. Even if you're not big into the genre, I could tailor you a path through these films and shorts blocks of things you're going to like and see and you're going to talk about and you're going to think about. So it was really neat just seeing that up close, That what goes into the selections of this film festival.
0: Yep, yeah, a- absolutely. And um, I, the, 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 the diversity of films is really amazing. Everything from local college kids and some Ohio shorts and Ohio films – All the way to our probably our first feature we'll jump into, which was the 4K restoration of the film Maniac. With director Bill Lustig in attendance. In attendance, absolutely. So talk a little bit about Maniac, Adam, and for for our listening audience.
1: I've always had a soft spot for Maniac. It's a slasher. Um, It's just mean. That's, I think, what I like about it. It's just about loneliness in New York. Um, you have a killer that's taken the scalp. Set like in the late seventies, early eighties. Yep. Yeah. In New York itself, the city's a character in the film. And what's really unique about Maniac to me is that there's no law enforcement really closing in. The noose that's tightening around the killer's neck is his own self, his own decisions, right. his own deteriorating mental condition. So Maniac is a film I like and it was this four K restoration looked great. And what was even better was that we got the story from the director of how they found it. You know, this was 16 millimeter that got blown up to 35, and they lost their originals. Yeah, they had no idea where it was. Yeah, so he talks about the luck of the movie gods that this just showed up in a warehouse and it was under a different name. I forget the name. On yeah, the run. It, 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 on the run, which was the working title. They didn't want to get funding for Maniac, so they right. shot it as On the Run. Yeah. And they discovered it. They forgot the name of it, but it was in a box, and they were able to scan it and do this restoration, and it just looked it looked really good.
0: And that was kind of the premiere film, the opening film of the festival. Very enjoyable, and it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was expecting when I heard it was a 16-millimeter original print and that it was shot in the 80s, you know, early 80s, late 70s. I'm thinking real grainy, grindhousey kind of, you know, but it was beautiful. I mean, that four K restoration was really, really nice, and it's it's a fun film. It's a psychological. I I would say there are a lot of psychological elements. The whole entire movie is shot from the perspective of the of the serial killer, mm-hmm. and I I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Very psychological. A lot of um, like you said, uh, loneliness, despair. Um, abandonment issues, you know, a lot of stuff that he's trying to communicate and just a good old fashioned horror, you know, a guy that's that's going to, you know, can't control the fact that he's a serial killer, wants to be kind of good, but yet continues to yield to that voice inside of him, you know, with some shades of psycho thrown in. Yes, absolutely. Mother dearest. So if you can get it, if you can get a hold of a 4K restoration, it's getting ready to be released released on Blu-ray. I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so I'd pick it up. It'd be worth a watch, if, especially if you like classic horror from the 70s and 80s. Um, the next day, uh, Friday morning, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Did you end up working that morning? And I went. Yes. You had to work that morning, and so I just took a gamble and went to this uh, film called Alive. I had no clue what it was about. I mean, no clue in the world. And then there was a short film that played before it called Mother of a Sacred Lamb. And I loved both of these. were great. I mean, I was just like, I'm telling you, it was just really neat. Experience. It's so nice to go into a movie totally cold and you totally love it. You know, the uh, Mother of a Sacred Lamb, it gave me that same feeling, um, this haunting, weird, like, I, as soon as it was over, I wanted to know more about um, this world that has been created there. You know, the premise of the short is a little boy shows up wearing a mask and um, the mother thinks it's her son and she takes it into the house, you know, and, you know, and but this other mother shows up. And she thinks it's her son. And then so you then no exposition, but all of this Im- implication and you're like oh, somebody's taking children in this town. You know, a very rural, out-in-a-country town kind of deal. um, Really good, kind of creepy, kind of scary, um, and made me think, oh, I'd like to see the full-blown version. You know, it kind of just has that scary, hereditary kind of, you know, um, I don't know, just weird. I just love the short, and I'll just say that. Then alive, I just went in thinking, well, whatever, alive, you know. And I think the 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 um, blurb in our program said a man and a woman wake up in an old decrepit asylum and have and you know have to escape from their uh, from their nurse from the guy that's going to take care of them. So it sounds like Saw, the yes. first one, but it yes. is not, and it's not at yeah. all. And I'm telling you one thing, I-, I don't want to tell you a lot about the film because. There's a huge reveal at the end that I never saw coming. None of us saw coming. I asked two, or three people, they didn't see it coming. And then once that reveal is made, everything you saw on the the front part end of the movie was like, oh, it was there the whole time and I didn't see it. So Alive was great. I don't even know if it has distribution yet. I don't know on Alive. Uh, ah, yeah. but that was very good. Now, have you had a chance to check it out yet, Adam? Since it's yes, okay. Yeah, I'm a fan. Now, oh, so you are a fan.
1: I was I'm, curious because yeah, you yeah.
0: didn't get to see it. So
1: yeah, I didn't. I didn't judge that one, but I, I did check it out later, and I, I'm a big fan of it. Um, you had to take off for part of Friday. One I'll mention, I did really enjoy Book of Monsters. Uh, for the shorts, I think uh, the crowd might have had the most fun with the shorts I mean, features. The crowd might have had the most fun with this one because there's just so many monsters. It's a house party. It's bloody and just so much fun that Book of Monsters, I think, yeah. is coming out and the people will really like it.
0: Yeah. It, it, you know, if I'm able to go to the next year's festival, I want to kind of plan my time around making sure I don't miss these evening. I was so bummed to miss that, but um, um, I, I heard good things about it. Um, any other? What's some of the other features that, that that you were into that you were li that you liked? Um, Saturday was great. Saturday so, was great. I yes. kicked off
1: with the head. Yep. Um, I purposely avoided it just because I knew it was going to be on the big screen. I wanted to see it there. This
0: was the North American premiere.
1: North American premiere. Um, this is a m- medieval monster hunter, and the movie really focuses on what it's like in his life between the hunts. Yes, he's coming back wounded. The atmosphere and the visuals are just so great. The cinematography is really goodness. It's a cool story told in a cool way, and really unique.
0: And the filmmaker grew up here, in, here locally in Ohio, which is kind cool. Yeah, yeah, which was really cool. Uh, Jordan, loved
1: Jordan Downey, who also made *Thanks Killing Three.
0: Yeah, I loved the head. I loved that it was a slow burn about what happens, like you said, between when he goes to slay a monster. What happens between and the haunting of losing someone very close mm-hmm. to him? You know. And it and it also uh, had the screener film latched that was with it, and I really liked latch. Um, I think I, I I I um the premise is a nursing mom that's a writer goes off into the the off into this way far away countryside, across in this boat to this island or whatever, so that she can prepare uh, her choreography for a new uh, production that she's getting ready to to work with back in New York City. And, um, some creatures arrive into the forest and she develops an interesting bond. Yes. With some fairy folk, some fairy folk. That's a great way to say it. Yes. And I I liked the film a lot. Oh, it looks Um, beautiful. It's beautifully shot. And let me just say, don't come between a mom and her, 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 her milk, man. I'm telling you. Great. Great monster design too. Oh, great monster design. Absolutely. So, so the head was great. I thought that was really, really good. And then
1: on Saturday was the movie that I was probably most excited for Roger to see because I really liked it and I thought it'd be up his alley, and that was Live Scream.
0: Yep, and and I liked Live Scream. It, it, it's one of those um, seen through the eyes of a, a computer screen, all on the screen. <clears throat> great premise. A guy is a a streamer, and he has you know probably a couple hundred followers in the beginning. Uh, so he's not super popular, but yet he's, a, he's, you know, he's got some followers. And he stumbles across the game he has to play to survive or people are going to die. And it um, becomes a very, very interesting film. Um, I think the girl that directed it, Michelle, she ended up using the Unreal Engine for a lot of the um, video game graphics. And she did all that herself. And she ended up winning an award, I think, for directing for yep. it, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she so- learned to program and, and she... How they filmed it, I mean, they'd already put together the video game stuff so that the the actor that's the streamer was reacting to the replay of the video game Yeah, and the chat. So it was really
0: so, so the whole movie, folks, the whole movie, if you've never done this before, if you have, it would be like you turned on the Twitch app and you just went to a streamer's channel. That's it. The whole entire movie is shot from a streaming channel perspective. They got the guy playing the video game in the left hand corner, his chat room in the bottom, and the video game to the right. And uh, works really well. It was really enjoyable, and I stuck with it, and you know, uh, I, I I thought it was I thought the pacing was good. Um, liked it to the very end. You, you kind of seen where, kind of telegraphed a little bit where it was going, but I think the payoff was worth it in the end. So I, I enjoyed Live and Scream it a lot. consisted
1: of three long takes. They did a good job hiding the breaks. Some of them yes. were up to a half hour long of him having to perform and, and do
0: all this stuff. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so Live Scream I would highly recommend. So uh, Let's see. What were some of the other, uh, anything else from Saturday that jumped out? to you adam like i said uh, i liked everything
1: um one thing i'd I'd like to mention there's an anthology called field guide to evil um i'm a big fan of peter strickland who made a burberry and sound studio um in fabric he did the segment in this movie about the cobbler brothers and that was the highlight for me of the whole fest i really liked that that segment
0: yeah that segment was definitely the highlight of those shorts i would say that as well too so Um, finally, I thought that, um, Sunday would be a throwaway day and could I have not (laughs) been wrong? I saw two great, it might be next to the day, next to Fridays when I saw two great back-to-back films with, uh, Alive and then, um, uh, the one, the one after that, uh, was it Friday or, yeah, with the head. Oh, that was Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Uh, Sunday was great. So I show up, and I miss the 10 o'clock, the thriller shorts, but I, I, I watched Camp Death 3 in 2D, and uh, the Canadian film director, he was actually there promoting it. Matt. Matt. Yep. And him and uh, Jason Tostevin got into an argument before the film because he says it's just a dumb film. It's just a dumb, stupid humor film. And Jason's like, no, this is not a dumb film. This is a brilliant film. It's very, 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 very funny, very, very smart. It's not a don't call this a dumb film. And he's like, I'm a Canadian. It's a dumb (laughs) film, you know, and it's really just to explain it. It's a a take on all of the the Jasons, all of the the, the serial killer at the camp, camp death, of course. Funny, bizarre, weird stuff happens that defies the laws of physics. Squirrels doing drugs. Squirrels doing drugs. Um, People even asked him when he took audience questions what drugs he was taking when he made this film. Um, He He even had to
1: deal with cast leaving the movie.
0: Yes, and it's dealt with in the film where all of a sudden halfway through, (laughs) half the cast is just showed dead. They just died, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And he talked about how this was the most horrific project he's ever worked on. It took him almost three years to get it done. All kinds of issues, and um it actually won i mean it, it won an award and uh um yeah i, I was it's just kind of weird and different, so I was glad I saw it and then I was going to skip the next film, which is the la places demon laplace yeah and so it, because it, you know it's an i think it's Italian film, it's metaphysical horror, and it's metaphysical i would say it's philosophical horror okay that's would be that's how i would describe it and it was great oh man so great i mean loved it loved the setting loved the premise um loved the idea that could somebody be so smart to completely predict the, the whole philosophical argument was free will versus sovereignty in other words is there some not even god but is there could a computer with the right algorithm rhythm correctly predict every single thing you're going to do. And um, we won't tell you the answer to that question, but it's really cool. La Police uh, La Place's Demons was demon was really really good. Was not expecting to like it. Subtitles which doesn't bother me at all. I love foreign films. Um, but just the ambiance um, I loved it. I thought it was great. And so that, that those are the highlights for me of the feature films that I really enjoyed. Yeah, so this year there was over twenty features, and as we we're trying to demonstrate,
1: there was literally something for everyone, whether it was a thriller, or a comedy, meta, uh, you know, slasher. I mean, it's horror is so broad that sometimes I don't think people realize that. So yeah, oh yeah, like I said, if you're on the fence about something like Nightmares, I I think it's definitely worth checking out. And if you love horror, you have to be here.
0: Oh, absolutely! It's so great to have it in our
1: backyard, and yeah. it's it's one of my favorite festivals of the year.
0: Awesome. Well, Adam, let's take a quick break. Come back and we'll go over the horror shorts that there were a bunch of horror shorts uh, over 90, I believe 90 shorts. And so several blocks of shorts. And so let's go over some of the ones that stuck out to us. Some of the ones we liked. Uh, you're listening to the film Coder. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back, and let me shut the door. There we go. Um, the horror shorts. I love these because I especially like like the comedy blocks and some of those. I just love comedy horror to begin with. Um, and we saw some good ones. I saw, I, I really liked, um, let me pull them up here. We have the blocks here, so. Uh, here are the shorts that were paired with features. I mentioned some of those. Mother of a Sacred Lamb. I loved. Um, Latched. Latched. I loved absolutely. Marta. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah. Cabin Killer was popular. So when we go down through here, we got thriller shorts. Um, what What are some of the thriller shorts that stuck out to you, Adam? Well, let's let's go to the horror comedy shorts. Oh yeah, we started absolutely. There. Yeah. Um, this is always
1: one of my favorite blocks of the year. One thing about Nightmares is, I said this before, I think this is one of the best curated shorts programs in the country. Um, I've done shorts blocks at other film festivals. There's never as many as it was at Nightmare, but the amazing thing is the blocks at Nightmares are all so good. I've never been in a block where I just couldn't wait for it to be in, to, to yeah.
0: end. Yeah.
1: So the horror comedy shorts this year, and, and when I was a judge in this program, I was <clears> doing the features. So all the shorts were new to me. That's why I wanted to make sure to check out so many blocks. I loved Amigos. It was sort of the Purge, and it's it's kind of sad, funny, sad yeah. in that it's maybe two steps into the future.
0: I know, but it's good, very good. I, yeah. I liked Amigos a lot, and it's and the premise is basically forced immigration, maybe or I don't know. How would you uh, <laughs> how do you even describe it? It's there's
1: a bounty on minorities.
0: Yes, that's that's the best it's way like to describe it. It's like the Purge, and uh, yeah. Which I haven't seen. So that's you know, why other I think people are going around and rounding yes. them up. Okay.
1: And yeah. So here's the problem with shorts we're going to rave about all these, but you don't have a chance to watch them. So at the end, we'll mention a few that are out now that you can actually see. But yep. if you're at a festival, definitely check these out. That's why we want to draw some special attention to them.
0: Now, I found it funny. Netflix and Chill got the, one of the largest laughs just when the title screen scrolled, just, the, just like it's like the punchline, you know? Um, so that, that was fun. I I thought that was fun as well, too. Bitten, Um,
1: I think, got some of the loudest laughs of the fest. This is a twist on the werewolf. And the question is, if a werewolf bit a dog, would it turn into a human in a full moon? It had some very funny laughs here. Yes. Bitten was very funny. Pun intended. The audience was literally howling at one point. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Shit, they're all vampires. The name is great. I love the name. And the premise is even better. This is an old style, black and white, black and white horror movie with just some inept detectives not realizing yeah. what's going on around with
0: them. With the real bold, it would be like what a um, film preview from a horror film yeah. in the 40s and 50s would look like. Very much my sense of humor. Now. Mine too. Loved it. I like that one quite a yeah. bit. Okay, so let's continue on, Adam, with some of the other the, the other shorts here. Um, yeah.
1: So I'm always a big fan of the Midnights. Um, there was a great one called Ding Dong with a, a puppet, an anarchy puppet. That one that one really killed. Okay. Uh, let's I now. didn't
0: see any of the Midnight Shorts except for the horror comedy. I'm just looking through here.
1: The Jerry Show is amazing. Um, that one was really popular, too. Tears of Apollo, um, James Quinn's new one. James couldn't be here this year, but he's he's been a popular guy at the festival the last two years with um, uh, Law of Sodom and oh, the name's escaping from the other one. But yeah, that was his new short, and he's he's actually making you know, on an IMAX now. He's shooting a short in seven wow, millimeters. Wow, that's cool. Daughter. Has
0: anybody ever done that? No. Um,
1: he's saying, and I have no reason to doubt him. It's a cinematic first. Wow! Absolutely, Mother Rabbit was very messed up. I, I love the look of that one. Kay. So the Midnight Shorts—I know they—they—they they play them at midnight, but they're right. just amazing. They're the weirdest, most messed up block of films.
0: Yeah, I, I think almost. I think I'm—I'm almost thinking that I need to kind of check some of those out next year because the stuff I saw was good, but it was very mainstream a lot. Most of it, you know. Yeah. You know. So the Hex Dungeon was popular. Yeah, I, that just that title. That I'm <laughs> it's puppets. It's funny. No way. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. Okay. There's a lot of puppets in the midnight. Nice. Okay. So the shorts were great. Again, like ninety shorts. Oh, yeah. You know, ninety shorts were um, uh, were submit. Were many more were submitted, but ninety actually selected. And and one of the things that nightmare does, we can just kind of kind of wind this thing. We're almost half hour into this already, but uh, as we kind of wind this thing down they just do a good it's a good festival you know they do a good job good good curation of films uh, a good community of people everybody pretty nice i didn't see you know nobody just being stupid or anything you know i mean just really it, it was just fun fun night you know and uh, we kind of have the you and i had put off that kind of relaxed chill vibe and so we I think we attracted the other people that just wanted to just we kind of had a group by the end of the weekend you, you do I mean that you just make wanted to kind of hang friends, and, new friends yeah just kind of wanted to hang and chill and chat every once in a while and you know tweet about our movies that kind of thing you know so yeah a lot of fun so well one quick shout out one of the best shorts from
1: last year Lunch Ladies is now on Amazon Prime See by Clarissa Jacobson, and you should definitely check that out. Just go on Amazon, and Yeah, look they're for lunch sweethearts.
0: Ladies. And we would, yeah, we'd love for you to check out uh, Lunch Ladies. Yep, very funny. I laughed, I laughed and laughed at that one. So, okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for our Nightmares Film Festival edition of the Film Coterie podcast. Adam, how can folks find us on the social interwebs? Uh, Facebook is always the best spot. We're on there if you just go to
1: facebook.com/filmcoterie. We also use the same handle on Instagram and Twitter. It's just at Film Coterie, so you can find us there. And, I mean, if you're interested at all, Nightmares is coming back next year. Submissions are now open. They always open on the first day of the festival for the next year. And the date is in third week of October, I believe. You'll see it on the website or on the Facebook group. I know they already created the event for 2019. Mm-hmm. But I can't recommend it enough. I mean, I love all these festivals, but Nightmares holds such a special place in my heart. Yep. For just the community and the experience over the four days, you just can't beat it. It's, it's totally different, and it's so deserved to be in these top 30 festivals now, and it's only in its third year. It's going to get better. I mean, it feels like it's right on the brink. It is already something special, but it's going to be something
0: big. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, I think so, too. So, All right, that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you next time on another episode of The Film Coterie.